Well, man, how you doing? Doing pretty good, brother. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Um, it's kind of been a lousy couple of weeks at work. Yeah, it's been a lousy couple of weeks at home. Yeah, been quarantined. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, our systems at work have just been crap. And it's kind of showing a bunch of holes in how they've done things. Um, they don't have any backup plans for if plan A don't work, there is no plan B. So it's kind of everybody's been screwed. And mainly this guy right here, I've been definitely screwed on that part. But other than that, you know, I've my training's been good. That's good. I got back to training today, what little I could do. <laughs> yeah, I, um, having COVID and getting over that and getting back into it, it's going to take a little bit to get used to the, you know, exertion. Yeah. Um, your rest periods are going to probably probably be a lot longer because you're not used to the being as winded. That's something that I did notice, that my rest periods, I had to add a few, uh, I, I say 30 seconds or something like that. It could have been longer, but that's what I could notice. I was I was working on that today though. Um, you know, I didn't fully expect to go in there and be able to hammer out day one <laughs> of the power building program, but um, you know what I did move today, I felt pretty good with. So oh, definitely. And to be honest, you can take everything on that program like it's probably RPE based. Yep. And knock it down to a three RPEs. You know, like if it's a seven, knock it down to a five or even a four. Like you're getting right back into it. Well, getting into it, so ease into it. Don't get hurt. That's been, what, two weeks? Yep. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> that's not a long, long time, and you still haven't lost any abdu- abdu- – I can't even say it. I ain't going to try to say it. <laughs> but the, poten- the potential's still there. The strength's still there. Um, well, it felt good today. It didn't feel heavy. And I say that, yeah. you know, uh, 185 pounds on bench with a couple bands on there. But, um, I mean, it was moving good, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go up. But yeah. then it hit me, and it was like uh, – and see, that's what happened to me. Like, when I had COVID, I mean, I, I blame the medicine because I'm a hard-headed idiot, and I don't want to believe that a sickness made me weak because I'm an idiot. Ego. Because we're dudes. Because we're dudes. <laughs> and we got egos for a mile long. But there was a 100-plus pounds difference between the week that I was feeling my worst with it and the week after I felt fine. And that tells me there's a lot of factors that went into play with that. wonder if I can get that same split on bench. <laughs> <laughs> on bench, I had about 60 or 70 pounds. Difference of what I normally would. No, I'll take that back. More like 50. Because I barely was able to get 300 on the variation. But that was 300 straight weight and then I think 120 or something chains. Or something like that, but yeah, I got the straight bar down today, and uh, you know, threw it on the on the bench, and was getting ready, and opened my notebook up, and said, well, "I'm gonna put that back up because today was football bar day." Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I always tend to do that. Like on my repetition day last week, it was supposed to be sets of three, and I did sets of two. Like I'm like, how do I miss that? But it just goes to show, pay attention to your small details. Yep. Oh, speaking of paying attention, paying attention to the small details, um, last couple podcasts we've talked about training and training methods, and the podcast um, that we can't quite release yet because our buddy Ryan has got some, um, I don't know what you'd call it, there's some policies with his work that have yet to be updated, so we're on hold and holding that recording until we can, which is no big deal. 
it's a two hour long podcast, so yeah. we're gonna break it into two episodes and might throw in some special music in there for him. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. But um, anyway, we talked a little bit about you know the training methods and principles that uh, coaches tend to gravitate to or use or utilize with their clients and that don't necessarily have scientific studies or any literature on those things that are backed by studies. And then there's the strength and conditioning coaches um, or powerlifting coaches who gravitate to the ones that are only scientific studies with literature and stuff like that. Um, what do you think on all that kind of stuff, man? So looking at that scientific studies and I mean, things have to be proven and we, and we know yeah. that as, as human beings, we have to prove things, right? Yep. Uh, my biggest thing though is, and there, there's anomalies, mm-hmm. right? But I could, I could honestly say from my standpoint, I have not done any scientific studies on any training programs, right? No. And let's say I go out and just get a run-of-the-mill coach online and say, hey, I want you to start training me. And he's like, well, this is what we're going to do. I have not looked any of that up, right, except for how to do the movement. Not any studies on, you know, does this actually work for what I'm wanting it to do. Um, But I would say this. I'm my own scientific study. Yeah. And the fact that the things that I have tried, I understand what what they are doing for me and what they're not doing for me, right? So it's a trial and error type thing to where not necessarily I didn't go out and read a book on this, but I noticed that my bench press got a little better while I, were do- while I was training these movements, mm-hmm. right? That's my scientific study yeah. on, on myself, and that goes along with anything, right? The stuff we put in our body, mm-hmm. there's no difference. Right, you might run really well on red meat and rice, mm-hmm. and I might run a little better on chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe I'm getting more rice and you're getting more beef. It's our genetics. You know, and and to me, just because there is a scientific study doesn't make it 100 percent correct. I agree. Or say for me or for you, because we're we're going to be different, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's how I I tend to look at the studies and stuff that you know they come out. I might read a portion of it, but it's not something I'm really interested in. Yeah. So I'm interested in what they figured out, but I'm more interested and will put more weight in how it affects me. Yeah, most definitely. Because I don't care if a study says that if you did X number of reps at this percentage for this many weeks, you're going to get exponentially stronger to A or B or whatever it is. If I find that that does not work for me, I don't care what that study says. I know that doesn't work for me. Um, I uh, With me on it, like, again, I'm not a scientist. I don't do scientific studies. And, like, I agree with you. Like, you know, we're kind of our own scientific study. Um, and the reason I believe that I can say that, and even you, is because we collect data. Yep. Um, I don't know how much you do it, but I get my blood tested very regularly. I'm once a year. Once a year. Well, I do probably like four to five times a year. Probably should do more. But if I'm taking any kind of supplements, like if I'm trying to control like cortisol levels or, you know, blood sugar levels and all this kind of stuff, and 
I want to monitor this stuff. Like, I'm not a diabetic, but I got a blood glucose monitor that I check my blood at least twice a week. I want to see what my body's doing with what I'm what I'm putting in it. I eat a bunch of food. Um, there are days when my blood pressure is high, and if I feel high, and I check it, and that kind of goes against studies. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I have a I feel this way. Well, I put this. I've got some super fancy heart rate monitor that I bought. <clears throat> and if I feel like my blood pressure is high, I test it. If it shows that it's not, I note the way I'm feeling with what my blood pressure is. Right, and you should be doing the same thing in the gym. Yes. Right. And with the, and like if, you know, I train a conjugate style, <laughs> and before I get either any farther on this, I kind of want to step to the side and rant a little bit. Conjugate has nothing to do with bands, and it has nothing to do with chains. People are so stinking ignorant. You can train with bands and you can train with chains using conjugate, but conjugate is not bands and or chains. Forget that crap. Conjugate is not West Side. West Side utilized conjugate, yes. And for all you raw lifters who think West Side's conjugate method is the best thing since sliced bread, you got another thing coming because there has been a ton of of physical proof showing that that is not applicable for raw lifters. Not scientific studies, but proof, real-life results with real people in normal circumstances that we all lift in that show that it's not best for raw lifters. Now, do some raw lifters benefit from training the same way? Yes, there are outliers and everything. Kind of going with what you were saying, it may not make sense, but it may work for you. Yeah. And that's, a, you know, and that's another thing too, you know, back when I first started and we were doing things that there'd be days I go to the gym and I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Wait, this doesn't make any sense to me, but I had to, I had to get comfortable with the fact of being uncomfortable because I was in a new setting and realized that it doesn't necessarily have to make sense to me if it's working. I agree. Right. I can learn along the way, yep. but if I'm constantly questioning it, I'm not really probably focusing on my training. That's right. And you're probably not going to give it 100%. If you're constantly questioning and doubting things, your effort and your results are definitely going to suffer. Yes. 100%. But going back to what I was saying, like, I don't put a whole lot of stock in what literature or studies, I don't put a whole lot of stock in that kind of stuff. I know it has their place. And I know education has its place. I get it. I really do. Um, and I might be saying that because I'm not the most educated person and I'm not somebody who wants to read into a lot of studies. I'm a thousand times more interested in results. Yeah, results driven, right? And that's, mm-hmm. to me, is the is the hook, mm-hmm. right? It's it's results driven. If I mean, if you go to the gym every uh, a training session, say, say you train four times a week, yeah. and you do that for a year solid and there's no change, Something's wrong. Something is wrong. Yep. Right? And then, uh, but to me, the biggest thing is, is some people want to go for two weeks or three weeks and yeah. say, well, I didn't see a change. It's not going to happen no, that fast. No, it's going to take it. I'm going to tell you, like, personally, a lot of people may not agree with this, but at minimum three months. That's what I say. Give it six months. Yeah. Give I, yourself six months yep. and be consistent and disciplined in yep. it. And, I mean, if you if you are... 100% results driven mm-hmm. in looks, then you need to be documenting 
your body, how you look, take yep. pictures, film yourself, yep. right? If not, if numbers are your game, yep. which is, that's my game, yep. right? Numbers. Then I'm going to be charting numbers. Mm-hmm. And when I come back around on that training platform and we've made that full circle and I say, hey, Where's guess what? I'm now moving more weight yep. starting back over yep. than what I was when I first started six months ago. I'm going to give an example. Um, this last prep before August, in my off season, I didn't bring a barbell down to my chest the entire time. Not one time. I didn't come. I used either a shoulder saver or spinal presses or an uh, upside-down football bar, a cambered football bar. And I asked Christian, I was like, why am I not touching my chest if any of this stuff? I feel like I'm going to get weak off my chest. And he explained to me why I'm not weak off my chest. I'm weak at this distance off my chest and this and that. And we explained it to me and all that kind of stuff. And granted, at the time, I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense to me. Now I listened. And this work comes into play, and we've talked about this before, trusting your coach, buying in. Buy into your coach. Trust them because you're paying them to coach you. You're paying them to help you. Let them help you. Be coachable. So we got to talking about it, and he says, you know, we're not in meat prep right now, and, it, you know, we're focusing on this and that, and we got to, got to focusing on it. And even during my meat prep, I, like the first four weeks, except for reperti- repetition day, I never touched my chest. And again, I was like, my gosh, I want to touch my chest. Because that you know, feeling, you know, that ego, like I feel like I'm going to lose my groove and this and that kind of stuff. And I had a 20-plus pound PR in the meet. So it's like, can't argue with the facts. Yeah, and that's right. And But this is what it took. It took you being uncomfortable with mm-hmm. what you were doing, but being comfortable being in that position. Oh, definitely. And trusting the person who's training you, right? I agree with that. And I can say this. My brother has been my trainer from day <laughs> one, yep. and I've trusted him from day one um, because I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And going out there and trying to find that information for myself doesn't really just pique my interest. It's not something that I'm going to go dive into and go do all this reading on scientific studies and, you know, what kind of bicep curls should I be doing? I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to say, hey, brother, what am I doing today? And he's going to say, this is what you're doing. Here's some choices you can make. And then then let's go, right? And then we go in and I'm going to do that, say, for three months, like you said. Yeah. And after that three months, I'm going to look back at my notes mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, hey, look, I got yeah. better, yeah. right? And, we're, and this is things that we have done too is we've tracked where we improved and where we may may not have improved the same or where we thought we should as much as we thought we should and we step back and punted. Yeah. You know, this, you know, running the ball twice and trying to throw it once didn't work, so let's punt and try over next time. And that's kind of how it goes. Um, second ago was talking about, um, I, I brought up, you know, being coachable and things like that. I, um, a certain individual posted something. I, I never, I didn't watch the video or whatever they were talking about, but I'm sure it was talking, what it seemed like it was talking about Tom Brady, about how he's great and things like that. And they tried to relate themselves to Tom Brady. That in itself is ignorant. You're not Tom Brady. No. And I'll say this, though. Tom Brady is not the man who scores all the touchdowns on that football team either. No, he's not. 
in life, this is something I, I was taught as a, as a young kid. I don't have to be the smartest person in the room, mm -hmm. but I need to surround myself with intelligent people. Yeah. Right. That's how we network. That's how we create things. Mm -hmm. The same way goes in the gym, right? Yeah. I don't, I, Justin does not have to be the strongest person in the gym, right? But I'm going to surround myself with people who are getting stronger and getting yep. better, and I'm going to learn from them. Yeah, that's what it should be. And that's how this thing works, <clears throat> right? But the quarterback on the football team, he may be calling the plays, yep. but he's not the one catching that football. That's right. He's not the one taking the hits. He's not the one blocking it. There we go. Yeah, you running know, the routes. And it takes a whole team. It does. Just like this. It takes a whole team to get us on the platform for competition. That is right, too. I agree with that. I, I really do. And now there's some people that call, you know, of course, powerlifters are princesses. So I say powerlifting princesses. That's what we are. We're a bunch of drama queens. <laughs> Big babies. But, you know, the, the post was, you know, said something like it was the next client. It, I sent them their money back because they weren't coachable. And... I try to explain to them on something that they were trying to suggest, which the way it was worded, and you can see it in text, was not a suggestion. They wanted to completely get rid of a lower body day to add in, we'll switch his squat day with a bench day, and basically just not squat, period. And just FYI, people, if you're a bench and deadlift only guy, you still need to squat. Yes. <laughs> yes. You still need to squat. And you're ignorant and you're very uneducated and making big mistakes if you're not. Now, I sent them their money back because they weren't being coachable and they weren't listening. And it wasn't just that moment. It was... Two weeks, three weeks of seeing them post ego lifts that were completely against everything that's on the program. And it's like, why? Like, what's the point in doing an AMRAP at this weight whenever you're not even prescribed that weight? And you're not even supposed to be 100 pounds close to that weight right now. We're easing back into things. So let's load the bar up as much as we can and try to do an AMRAP. Makes no sense. So first off, wasn't even following the program. Second off, every time you mention something, that this doesn't work for me. Well, you got to try it. So, granted, good lifter, yes. Great, definitely not. So, for any of us to compare ourselves to someone as great as Tom Brady, make sure you're great. Well, so, <clears throat> speaking on that, comparing ourselves to somebody else yeah. is not a good – I would not suggest that to anybody. Yeah. You should compare yourself to yourself where you were when you started. Yep. Right? If Tom Brady was to look back and say, hey, this is where I started, and this is where I am now. Yep. Look at the progress that that man has made. Oh, definitely. A lot right? of progress. I, I could look back at my lifting career and say, this is where I started, and this is where I am now. Mm -hmm. I am a lot stronger than what I used to be. Oh, definitely. Right? In my career, I can look back and say, this is where I started, and this is where I am now, mm -hmm. and I'm currently in my dream job position. Yeah. Right? And now there's room to move up in that position, but there always is. I can look back and say, I'm not the grunt on the floor covered in grease and oil anymore. Yeah, I'm the guy that has a desk in the main office, yeah. and I go out and work in the field when I want to. That, to me, when you look back, compare yourself to yourself. Mm -hmm. I would never compare myself to my brother. 
Now, we joke about it, yeah, right? Because he's always been 100 pounds ahead of me on, on every lift. It's a lot more now, right? But when we look back and I can say, you know what? I, I never wanted to be as strong as, say, you were mm-hmm. at that point in time. I just wanted to be stronger than what I was at that yep. point in time. And that's what it should be. And it, and, and, it, and it becomes toxic yes. to continually compare yourself with somebody. And it's unnecessary. It's and it just it's unnecessarily added stress and confrontation or whatever you want to call it. And again, referring back to it, like there is no reason. Like I, the stuff bothers me when things are misconstrued, like that. Like that was even the right word. Yeah, misconstrued. You're good. Yeah, but I said. Inscrewed, inscru- <laughs> whatever you call it. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but um, when thanks, somebody don't take a story and they're gonna twist it and say what it really isn't. That's the kind of stuff that you know it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like so. First off, as a client or anybody, be coachable. And yes, if a client suggests something, take it for what it is and listen to it. What they're saying. That is very important as a coach. And yes. Coaches should grant things that their clients want. But here's where this becomes a two-edged sword. Don't be a client who is not coachable and expect your coach to listen to what you have to say and add in your suggestions. I agree agree with that 100%. First, be coachable. Yes. Second, ask for things. And if someone tells you no and you say, well, I'm going to do it anyway – because they're telling you no, that doesn't make any sense based off of the methods that we're putting in place, and it's going to hurt you in the long run. And you say, "I'm going to do it anyway," because I'm the one that's got to do this weight. It's like, well, yeah, you're pushing weight, but you're, you know, what I'm saying it's like whatever. There's a different. There's a big difference. There's there is the thousand horsepower motor. Yep. Someone's got to drive that. Oh yeah, and it needs to be somebody that knows that, what they're that doing. Knows what they're doing. Yeah, right? that's 100 percent sure. Sure, and that's what it is. That's what a coach and a lifter is, especially when you have one. That is all gas, no brakes. And that's great to an extent, but it's not going to lead you anywhere but getting hurt. You're going to end up hurt. And then I hate it um, because, you know, the individual is a good person. I don't, I don't think illy of anybody like that. But it's just you got to be coachable. Um, and we, we didn't mesh because I want to program and train a different route. I'll look for longevity. You want results right now. And in this sport, you're not going to get that. No. It's definitely not a sprint. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And I'm not going to say that because. Well, I'll say this. So if there is anybody, and I say to anybody, young or old, but especially the youth, be coachable in everything. Yes. If you hear this, just trust trust this advice right here. Be coachable in everything. And I can sit here, I'm 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 gonna be thirty-five years old this year. And I can look back and maybe as a teenager there was a point where somebody had to snatch me up because my ego was massive, yeah. you know, um, to tell me that I actually didn't know anything about what I was doing and that I I needed to learn. Mm-hmm. But that's the moment where it was like, okay, I don't know everything. I have a coach. That's what he's there for. Yeah. He knows the stuff that I don't know. Yep. And he can teach that to Trust me. it. Yep. There 100%. you go. And, you know, and, and, and then not only be coachable in just lifting, be coachable in life. And like what Justin was saying, be coachable in everything. Um, 
If you have a boss, which everybody has a boss, even if you own the business, you have Uncle Sam to answer to. You have a boss. Um, when somebody corrects you or wants you to do something, be coachable. Listen, don't think, well, I know everything. Because none of us do, and we can all learn something from somebody else. Even if it's how not to do something. Yes. You can learn something from anybody. That's right. And I, I agree with that a thousand percent. Um, oh, goodness. What was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Um, the topic of uh, SARMs and PEDs were brought up one day. I can't remember where, where it was. We were, we were talking somewhere. I can't remember who it was with. And someone brought up the subject, well, SARMs are not um, on the banned substance list. So they're not. that makes you still natural. No, it doesn't. No. I'll say this. If you're putting anything in your body to help you. Aid performance. Aid performance, right? Then you're not natural. Mm-hmm. And that's stuff that you're buying at GNC or your local fitness store. It doesn't matter. Yep. If you're 100% natural, mm-hmm. you're not putting any supplements in your body. into your body. That's right. That's not natural or organic. I guess I'm not say. talking vitamins. Yeah. I'm saying... If you're slamming a high stem pre-workout when you walk into the natural. gym, you're not natural. Because there's some stuff in there that's not on the label. And I will say this. There has not been enough studies on SARMs. There's not been enough studies on some of the steroids that are out yeah. there. Don't put stuff into your body that you don't know what you're doing. That's 100%. And if you're going to do that, realize that uh, the risk you're the risks that you're taking multiple risks. You know, yeah. there's been some stuff come back on some of the SARMs that are out there. That's giving people what I call meth mouth. Their yeah. teeth are falling teeth out. Teeth are rotting out. And then, um, I, I don't remember what SARM it was. Cause when SARMs become new or newer, there was a mutual friend that you and I had that jumped on that bandwagon yep. hard. And we got to looking at the studies that the only things they did have, because there was no real life data to go off of, but every lab study they had, Get granted, the dosages were twenty times over what was recommended, but there was like, uh, well, I can't remember what it was, but the cancerous cells were like tripled or something yeah, like that. Like it, tumors were riddled in the, the rats or whatever. So it's it is so so important to look at that and say there's not enough data to back any of that up. Yeah. And just because they're not on the banned substance list for whatever mm-hmm. federation you're competing in, I don't care. You Still need to be natural. smart, yes, about what you're putting <laughs> into your body. Be smart. And you're not natural. That's 100%. So I agree with that 100%. So um, what about the lifters who did take steroids and SARMs who come off and say, well, I'm natty? I, no, you're not. You're never natty. No. The moment you take any SARMs, capsule, injection, liquid form drops in your mouth, whatever, because there's injectable creams, creams, any of that stuff, you're no longer natural, period. And the moment you take any steroid and you shove it in your butt or you take a oral, you're never can be considered natural. So looking at that, through your whole strength building, bodybuilding, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Right? We look at these people on television. We could look at people, and I'll, you know, John Cena yeah. or The Rock. You go back and look at them when they first come on the scene. Ooh. I'm sorry. 
They you can would eat themselves. You could hang it up in your gym all you want to. You're not natural. Yeah. You not. never were natural. No. Um, but hey, hands hands down to anybody who is 100% natty out there. It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Right. But I'm gonna tell you this: when I step foot in the gym, yeah, I've got my rep rep sports. You know, high stem pre workout. Yep. And I'm probably double scooping it. You know, <laughs> I'm fixing to get this engine yeah. started and, and we're fixing to go get it, you know. Um, but I would never consider myself 100% natural no, lifter. Never. No. And then obviously I'm not going to either. Um, like, even if, you know, everybody's made choices and we've all taken things. And. I don't know what it is. Like it, what, what, what is the, the benefit of claiming natty? I guess so. It's, it's gotta be an ego thing, right? Yeah. I got this big and I'm this strong and I'm not cheating. I think that's how people see it. Yeah. Right. And I've been asked that a, a million times. Well, if you're not using PEDs, mm-hmm. but you're competing against people who are using PEDs, aren't they cheating? No. Well, if the rules, if it's non-drug right, tested, yeah. Right. Then they're not it, cheating. Then they're not cheating. I chose to put myself into that position. That's right. Right? And once again, I never step on the platform hoping for a first place finish. You, you, I'm you there go. to prove something to myself, yep. and that's my goal, yep. right? And it's usually a number, uh, in total number, yep. is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I so. agree with that. And then, like, if people, if you want to talk about, like, is are steroids cheating? I'm going to say no. Because in the context of competition where it is noted there is no drug testing. Now, is it cheating for you to compete in a tested federation or a tested meet in manipulating the system to where you don't pop positive when you are using and, and or used up until this prep for this meet? You're still cheating. Yeah, I, th- I say if the if the rules say no performance enhancing drugs, period. Period. Right. We we can look at a lot of professional athletes. There's a lot of over the counter stuff they cannot take yep. because it has banned substances yep. in it. If they take those, they get in trouble. Yeah. Right. They get suspended from mm-hmm. whatever sport it is for however long the the rules say. Yep. But I'm along the lines of this. I don't care how many steroids you take. If you can't hit a curveball, if you can't hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, still take skill. there's no PED out there that's yeah. going to get you to that point. I think they should allow steroids in baseball because – Who doesn't want to see an 800-foot yeah. bomb? Yeah, I'm sorry. You know? Steroids don't give you skill work. Sorry. No. <laughs> they're not going to improve your hand-eye coordination. I no, can promise not. you that. No. But I would say this. If, it, if it's noted in the rules that it's not allowed, I agree. Then, yeah. then don't do it. Because then you are cheating, and you're yep. cheating the system, yep. and you're cheating people who did not use, who went into that competition under the thought, under the umbrella of yeah. it's a drug-tested competition. Mm-hmm. And just because you're clean for one pee in a cup... Doesn't mean you're drug-free. That doesn't mean you're drug-free. Or natural. Or natural, <laughs> most definitely. You drink coffee this morning? Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> a drug. You know... And, and we could say that, and like I said, you know, we've put ourselves into positions where we've competed against people who, I mean, you could look at them and go, oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, I'm on the same platform as this guy, but, you know. And he's got trans sweat 
Does, yeah. does so much training in him that it's coming out of his eyeballs. But I, I never went there to beat that guy. No. And that's, you know, to me, the greatest thing about this sport is I never step on that platform to beat anybody else but myself. That's right. And that's what I don't understand about some people is I'm going to call Robert out. Mr. Robert, Mr. Robert Haney, get on the platform. We beg you. Do it to it, man. You're getting strong. You're getting real strong. He works really hard. And I, I know this, that if he is to ever do it, ever get on the platform, he'll, he will 100% see what we're talking about, that no one cares if he's the strongest one there or not. And I know he cares, and he doesn't, he doesn't live for anybody else but himself. And that's even more perfect for this sport. It's like, well, get on the platform, man. Do it. I promise you it'll be worth it. I promise you. And it's just one of those things, and it's, I'm jokingly, I'm going to say he's scared to wear a singlet. <laughs> and that's you know but that's another part of it yeah you know my son and i'll say this i think his favorite thing to do is deadlift yeah. um he definitely loves the deadlift and i think if he could do it in shorts and a t-shirt yeah i mean that would be ideal he'd, he'd be that you know where's when's the next one when's the next yeah. one when's the next one but it's the thought of having to put on a this, onesie a onesie <laughs> if we're being you know honest. and once again, though, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Everybody else there who is competing is wearing the same thing you're wearing. Yep. And honestly, as far as a community goes, that's probably one of the most, to me, unjudging communities yes. that there is. You know, we're not all born the same mm-hmm. or given the same equipment or genetics. I don't think I've seen anybody you know? that looks flattering in a singlet. No. I'm sorry. Except I mean, for my backside. My backside <laughs> looks really good in a singlet. <clears throat> I just, I don't know. It was like, I remember the first time we were going to compete. And our biggest conversation was how uncomfortable the whitey tighties were about to be underneath the singlet. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, to me, is one of the things that. It doesn't think, make sense. You know, I think I should be able to wear an undergarment that I deem comfortable. Yeah. As long as it's in. not supportive. Yeah. That's something great about the R- WRPF. They allow you to wear boxer briefs or something like that. As long as they're not supportive, you can wear sports, you know, compression shorts, as, but they have to be the thin material and you can, obviously they're not supportive. You have to bring those to gear check. And for everybody in my meets, the top lifters will be checked. It's that simple. Well, yeah, you know, and and we've seen that, not that I've ever went for any type of record or anything, but, you know, uh, if we're going to step down, we'll say state records. You know, my son has set, I don't know how many of those now, and different, of those. you know, handful of them at least. Yeah. But they check him every time before he steps yep. off the platform. And, you know, no, he's not a world record holder, but he is, you know, a high school athlete in a school that does not offer the sport. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a way that he can say, hey, you know, to his school, look, Look at what's happening here. Yes. You know, um, and I think another great thing about this meet coming to Nashville, you know, to bring the more eyes on the sport yes. in this area. I think after this first one, if we can get quite a bit of spectators to come watch it, I think the number of spectators will be more important than the amount of competitors we have at oh, this meet. Oh, yeah. I agree. 
because the more eyes we can get on the sport in this area to see it locally, I think that plays a really big part in growing the sport here. Oh, I agree, because the only way you can get into anything around here, because we looked when yeah. when when Seth got into the sport, and he kind of, I mean, he just took to it, mm-hmm. you know, was the only time in this area that we live in that there's any type of strength sport is right before football season, and it's only football teams, and there's no judging, there's no nothing. You yeah. know, there's no structure to it. So what is he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Well, the only thing he can do is step out and do this on his own. Yeah. Because the school's not going to back it. So No, no. Not, especially not the schools mm-hmm. around here, the little bitty schools. Because there's no funding yeah. for the schools around here. And the funding that they do get is for those favorited yeah. sports. None of it goes to the unfavorited, like the unpopular ones like powerlifting. I mean, even track and field around here and these, in the, in these schools around here isn't that funded no and the equipment is terrible yes um you're gonna see i'm gonna say probably 60 40 going like 60 percent going to football and 40 percent going to you know ball sport like baseball and basketball saying the school that i went to there wasn't football but <coughs> so basketball, basketball basketball got the bigger chunk of everything oh yeah you know and bas- baseball was a second thought I don't even. I don't Maybe even. An afterthought. We might got a five gallon bucket of baseballs. Yeah, to be honest, I know how that goes. And you know the the, the players had to prep the field, yep. mow the grass, yep. build the mound, set the bases, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we did all all of that. All of it. I remember having to do it. And then what sucked about ours is our baseball field was also the girls softball field. Yep, ours too. So we had to set that up every single time. And here we are, right before our game. Right after the girls' game, setting up our mounds, setting up the, all this kind of stuff. So, and setting the bases and all that kind of stuff. And we're doing all this and raking everything. And while the other team's just sitting over there warming up. Yep. So, we do this, then warm up, and then go play. And it's like, ah, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, the small schools around here is kind of given to them. That's the cards, you know, in their hand. But, you know, schools like Spring Hill, I think they've got a good enough community with – Members of the community who don't mind putting money in their school. Well, you can see their sports programs have have took a upturn, oh, big time, big, big time. time, big time. You know, and speaking of that, you know, I remember my freshman year, we still didn't have lights on our baseball field. If we I had did, a game yeah. at home, we had to play it during before, seventh yeah. period. I remember that yep. because Emmett was the same way, and that was before you know Emmett closed down thanks to Blevins. <laughs> I remember that ordeal. Stole all their money. So, anyway, for all you schools, if you're in the smaller school and you consolidate with another school, you might as well move to a different school. Yeah. Because that smaller school out of the consolidation is going to get closed down. (laughs) But, no, I remember that. And I remember playing at Blevins a few times, and the games were always scheduled early. Yep, because there were no lights on the field. And I remember when we got lights, the the very first night that they were hooked up, we had practice at night just because we had lights. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Have some fun. Yeah. And here's here's the thing though, I personally think baseball comes alive at night. Oh yes, I love I love playing mm-hmm. at night, and I love watching baseball at night. Daytime, I can't do it. It's it's this, not as fun. It's amazing. Yeah, and then like you, you know you know how they say Friday night lights football. I played football and I enjoyed playing, um, but I did I I, I was not. 
even remotely close to as excited for the lights for football that I was for lights for baseball. Yep. Sitting on, well, standing on that pitcher's mound, having them lights beam on you. Yeah. Or being there right before it gets dark and you've played a couple innings already and then you hear them kick Click, on. That little that, buzz. Yeah, yeah. There's that pop and yeah. the buzz. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're set in. You know, yeah. it's time it's to go game. to war, you know. It's game time. Yep. And then the game always changes. Oh, yeah. It was we. It's weird. And it's something about those lights. I love baseball, man. Just this. I miss it. I do miss playing a lot. And, you know, the more we talk about baseball and stuff like that, it makes me want to pick up a baseball and start throwing it. But I don't think my shoulder can take it right now. Yeah, I've thought about that, kind of seeing, you know, where it's at now. Yeah. Just, you know. I'm so much stronger now than what I used to be. I know, you know, it would take, you know, 40 or 50 throws to get <laughs> halfway warm, get the, the technique and stuff back down. What, but what's bad about that is by then, that 40 or 50 throws that warm us up, we might be wore out by yeah, then. Yeah, it'll be wore out most definitely. Yeah. Used to it took us, you know, 20, 30 to get where we needed to be. But no, I, I would legit, if I got to back to where I played like men's softball or something like that, I would seriously give myself a six month period of running the bases. Because running and running bases are two totally different things. Oh, yeah. Um, I could run bases a lot faster than what I could just run. It's weird. Um, I take weird strides. My strides are not really long. Mine are pretty small. And I run them like the balls of my feet. I always get told to run on my tippy toes. But I don't run with my heels down. I got told I look like a duck in mud. <laughs> <laughs> just flat-footed and slow. Yeah, I just, I don't, I, I when I run, I run on the balls of my feet. And I think that's how you're supposed to run. Yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to run. Just do it. I don't like yeah, something just chasing yeah, me. Something know? feels natural. That's what I go with. But it would definitely take some time to warm up to it. Now, swinging a bat, I don't think it would take me very long to get used to that. No. It, it would take me a while. No, I don't know if it would take me a while, but it would take a lot of work not to want to just use my upper body. Because, you know, the, the pivoting and the twisting and use, utilizing my legs. Because, you know, being so much stronger now than what I used to be when I was playing ball. I think that I would get lazy with that because used to, we would have to use the torque. We'd have to use our hand to eye coordination, the speed to get all the power that we could possibly get. Yeah. Now it's like, well, I'm so strong. Let me just throw a bat at it and see what happens. And then I think would be lazy with it. I know I would. I know I miss it. I do miss playing ball. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I tried to play softball. It's just not, to me, it's not the same, yeah. you know, it's definitely not the same. I want, I want that pitcher out there. At, you know, sixty <laughs> foot. I want him bringing the heat, yeah. and you know, I want to feel that rush. If you played U trip, you would, you would, you would like U trip softball a lot more than you would um, just regular slow, slow pitch. U trip is a faster pace, um, and and there is fast pitch men's softball. Yeah, still not down with that underhand stuff though. You know, I took a lot of bat in practice. My sister played softball at SAU. Uh, for a year, and I went over there and spent some time with the softball team. Mm -hmm. I was still in high school, and I took batting practice off those girls. That mm -hmm. is no joke. It's like, weird. Like it is no. They are extremely close, and they throw extremely fast to be that close. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're like, "Well, it's only sixty miles an hour." Yeah, but she's only like forty feet away from me. Yeah, and it's there. You know, um, but that did help in the long run. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, I was thankful for the opportunities I was given to mm -hmm. be able to, uh, you know, attend those practices. 
and those girls staying over and helping me yeah. out and stuff like that because you know I was a freshman in high school. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I miss it. Oh, that's, big time. You know that sport, and I think if something was to ever happen and I could never lift again, it'd be the same to me. The same feeling of you know I I just miss it. Yeah, like I, that's something I don't want to. Like, cause I'm in a weird spot with powerlifting. Um, I'm, I don't believe I'm transitioning more into trying to be a coach than I am a competitive powerlifter because obviously I still have a lot of room to grow, but I do know this and I hesitate, I hesitate to even say this, but I have noticed that that drive, like, like I have this goal that I'm striving really hard to hit I don't necessarily have that, but I do have this internal, like, you know, internal drive that I have where I want to be better and I want to succeed at these, you know, whatever these littler goals are because I haven't set a goal outside of the fact of, the elite total at 220 and whatever that may be. And my dogs are going to go crazy again. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be is fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with not having that exact same goal or this massive milestone, but I do not want to get to a place where I am unmotivated to the point to where I'm not giving a hundred percent. And if y'all can hear my dogs, I am sorry. Um, <laughs> we have a beagle, and she likes to howl, howl sometimes, and it's unique. Anybody that has been around a beagle or owns a beagle, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I just, I want, I'm trying to further my education in the sport, and not just not necessarily just powerlifting, just, you know, with programming and being a better coach and things like that. And I'm doing things like this. To where, like with like this podcast and even the videoing of things, and I'm I'm starting to get into you know videoing. I guess you call it video vid, videography. Is yep. that correct? If I keep rubbing Ryan's signature, it's going to snare off. It's going to be gone. Yeah, I'm going to clean that up. <laughs> um, and photography and things like that. These are little bitty things that we enjoy doing with our phones. Yep. And it's like, well, I can take that little bit of a hobby or that little bit of enjoyment, and I can you know get me a good camera. Again, it's just money. If there's something you want to do, do it. Even if you got to save up for it. Yeah. That, and and that's something, you know, that I look at is I'm I got to save, I got to save, I got to save. Yeah. But there's no difference in doing that or or working out or anything. You're building up to something. Yes. Right. You're working for it. And speaking on that, you know, I I talked with with my wife and I've I've spoke about it with you is I don't know if I ever step on a platform again, yeah. honestly, be a hundred percent truthful with everybody. I, I do love it. I love watching it. Mm-hmm. I, I love lifting. Um, but I, I kind of want to see what, you know, other strength sports I could just yeah. get into. Um, not saying that I'm incredibly strong and I might be stepping off into something that I yeah. do one time and go, that's not for me, but yeah. Uh, you, you want know, to try something? I do. I would like to try a strongman competition, and I think you should go for it. Now we don't have the equipment for it, but yeah, but that's not going to stop us from training. You know, we'll do yeah. what we got to do. But yeah, um, you know, just looking at it and saying, "Hey, it looks fun." Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that's something I want to do. You know, they host a strongman competition in Little Rock at the Arkansas Strength Expo. And I think David Shirley and those guys are over that. So it'll be some familiar faces yep. at that one at least. And so, I think they have some pretty cool events. I think it I think it would be fun just to go, you know, I had a blast pulling that truck. Yeah, it's fun. And it's more of an event. That's right. You know, and I went out there with the mindset of I this thing may not move at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and but I'm I'm gonna mm-hmm. put this harness on. I'm gonna roll these knee sleeves up and, and I'm fixing to just give it everything I got. And it moved all the way down. You know, I was extremely blasted from doing it, <laughs> but it w- it was fun, yeah. you know, and it was something that not in my wildest dreams I ever thought that I would harness myself to a semi-truck and try to pull it, I don't know, 40, 50 feet, whatever it was. But, um, you know, I look back at that and I go, well, what other stuff do they do that would be kind of fun? Yeah. You know, no, I may not be able to deadlift a 1,000 pounds. Yeah, but, that's but you know, what, what are we looking at? Something local here. I don't think Thor is going to show up to a local string, you know, strongman competition and say, well, we're going to up the weight here. So if you can't deadlift 700 pounds, don't even step up here. Yeah, no, it's not going to be like that. Um, When it comes to movements like that, you'll be right around the mix. Where you're going to probably get, you know, people catch up and probably surpass. It's going to be like the carries and Atlas stones and stuff like that, like overhead stuff. And the, you know, it'd be a different challenge and it's a different goal. And it's something new. And, yeah. it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I personally probably will never, probably will never do it, which that's fine, because in a sense, I'm already doing something like that with this coaching and with yep. podcasting and all that kind of stuff. I am reaching out into something different that is a new interest, a new challenge. Um, like I was saying, like I want to perform the best that I can. My goals have changed. My powerlifting career is not over. But at this very moment with my life and the way things are, my number one priority isn't the platform, isn't powerlifting. Now, do I want to continue powerlifting? Most definitely, and I'm not going to stop. Um, because I enjoy it. It helps me. I love this sport. And I may compete in April, uh, April 17th, and then realized, man, I'm ready for another one. Let's yep. get after it. But this off, this last off season, you know, it was, <clears throat> this is the first meet or prep and off season and everything after, you know, a five-year journey to reach a goal that I have set in before me. And I reached it. So it's kind of like, it's nice that I am able to take a step back and go, you know what? Let's take the pressure off. Let's have some fun. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and a lot of that translates into our environment that we have here. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's not just, I'm not the only one that notices that. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're around the other members of, of Chalk Zone, mm-hmm. that environment and the, the things that we've carried over, there's a lot of information that can be given out, yeah. even as people that aren't powerlifting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we had the, the couple uh, was here uh, when we were finishing our work up, workout up today. And they're just here just trying to get better. It's the overall health. And so, you know, they ask a billion questions. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm sorry for asking questions. I said, no, if I'm here, please ask questions. Yeah, that's what we're here um, for. You know, I want to be a, as much of a help as I can yeah. be. Um, but, you know, they're, they've been doing the leg press, and, and they weren't sure what the machine was called. Yeah. You know, and I said, it's just it's called leg press. Leg press. You know, 
And she said, well, do I need to put my feet together or, or spread them out? And I was like, well, honestly, um, her goal is to be able to squat something. I said, you need to start getting your body ready to be in that position. Mm -hmm. And this will help you further along the road of getting into a squat position. Yeah. Plus you're strengthening your lower end while you're, while you're yeah. doing this. And she goes, well, I never would have thought that. That's okay. <laughs> you know, um, you learn something today yeah. and you know, you apply it. There you go. And I think that environment is, mm -hmm. it's an extremely healthy environment. Oh yeah. Most Even, definitely. you know, with the music banging and chalk flying. I, oh, definitely. I love it. Yeah. But, um, there has been a few things that I've heard has happened that I'm not 100% happy with. And I don't know if people are realizing they're doing the individual. I guess there's two of them are realizing what they're doing. And it's something that I, of course, when I mention it, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about that I find a little bit unacceptable. I just don't think they know what they're doing when they're, when they're speaking, these making these comments. Like I heard that there was a certain individual who was doing something and it was, they finished their sets earlier, and they're like, "Already?" It's like, yeah, I, you know. And I was, I was present. I'm for you know, and that probably that's probably not the only instance, but I was present for one of those instances. And yeah. here's my thing: if if you're not building somebody up, if you're not helping somebody, if you're not supporting somebody, you're not yeah. saying, "Man, you killed that." Yeah, you know, be quiet. Because your your commentary is is not not needed, needed at all, and uh, in the gym, and in, if you go to a commercial gym, I, I I've I've experienced it a, a billion times before Chalk Zone got started. I don't really care what you have to say. No, we don't care. You know, now if I'm if I'm lifting, and you come over there and you say, "Man, that was awesome," mm -hmm. thank you. Yep. Or if you got questions. Or yeah, if you got questions about it, like, Ask. hey, hey, you know, what do you do to stay in position or something like that? Yeah. That's a hundred percent. But a condescending condescending remark yep. to somebody else who's not doesn't have the same goals as you not or not even remotely close. You know, they're just in there trying to get better. Our ability to create that environment yep. of building people up and lifting people up, helping each other and supporting each other mm -hmm. has to stay intact. Oh, definitely. Over everything. And so, you know, sometimes tough love is needed, mm -hmm. and it's coming. Oh, yeah. Because in, in a situation like that, you're not that person's coach. No. You're not the person writing that program. You're not that person helping them. So just shut up and do your own thing. There you go. That's what I you think. Know, <laughs> if, if I go in there and smash a workout out in 30 minutes. You did your work. I, I come in there and did what I was – Yep. What I – had planned on doing yeah, because you choose someone chooses to sit there and drink a gallon of water and 18 cups of Gatorade. I'm sorry. Yeah, after being told 45 second breaks in between sets, that's on you. Um, that's the way you decide to do something. Yeah. Um, first off, if you're in there and you want to get stronger and you're a power lifter, realize this, not everybody that comes in a gym is going to lift the exact same way you do. And if you're not a powerlifter, realize that powerlifters are not going to lift the exact same way you are because the the objective is not the same. There are people who live for health, and I don't care how they do it as long as they're not putting themselves at risk. If you're a bodybuilder, you are lifting to build a muscle. You are wanting to lengthen the muscle and grow it. If you are a powerlifter, you're training a movement. 
in trying to build that movement, not necessarily the muscle. So unless you fully understand the body mechanics and what that person's goals are, keep your commentary to yourself, keep your thoughts to yourself, and mind your own business. And until you have done something worthwhile to contribute, please shut up. Yeah, you know, I, I saw something the other day, and it it made me laugh, but it's it's 100% true. There's two places in this world that you can stay for free. <laughs> That's to yourself and in your own lane. That's right. That is right. Oh, I like that. Oh, I do like that one. Where'd you hear that at? It was, was on like, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, one of them. I watched those videos, you yeah. know, just flicking through. Yeah, but, I like it. Um, and it, to me, we don't want a toxic toxic environment, no. and, and we will the, never allow that to happen. And that's and 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 I should dig, I, I digress a little bit. That's where you're getting the attitude from, and what I'm saying, shut up. Yep. Because I get pissed. Sorry for that. That that makes me angry. Because if you're a member of Chalk Zone Powerlifting, you're our family. And I will not let somebody, if you know me personally, and you, Justin can vouch for me here, let me see somebody disrespect some of my family members in front of me. I will rip your head off. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be nice. And like I said, I was there for one of those instances, and it has taken a, a long time, and, and God has been really <laughs> working on me. You know, when I was younger, I had, you know, super bad temper. Mm-hmm. And I say younger, you know, looking back, it wasn't that long ago. Um, but God has really made it to where I don't just pop off or, or get angry or anything like that. So it's, uh, it's kind of taken me to a point now to where it takes a whole lot to, to flip that switch, you know, and, um, sometimes it's better to stay quiet and just, you know, let somebody be ignorant on their own. Um, and I, I think it really shows sometimes if, you know, if they're going to make themselves look bad, then um, there's not a whole lot that I, what I'm going to say is going to make it any better. So, yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> yeah, I just, it's extremely important that we keep that. I, I don't want to say friendly environment because, to be honest, if we're really wanting to think about it, and if you're on the outside looking in, it's not friendly. If it makes sense, it's not this bubbly. No. Oh, how are you doing? But it's it, it's it's an intense environment to an extent. But it's it's an environment where no matter how focused somebody is, or how intense a person is, or goal oriented somebody is doesn't matter what the task at hand is. There's always time and there's always opportunity to help somebody else. Yes. And there's always willing willingness to help other people and to build them up. That is what I see more than anything. Yeah. And, you know, I go in there, like I said, I love lifting. I love working out. But if I know, like, today my wife she had she had deadlifts and and everything and we're working on her deadlift mm-hmm. form and it's something that she is wanting to work on yep so i'm going to focus more on her yep. than i am myself that's right if my brother here is in prep for a competition and we are in the gym at the same time i will focus more on him than i do myself now i'm still going to get as much of my workout in as i can within a 
yeah. a time timely manner enough that fits where I can still spend some time with my family. Yep. But I understand what his goals are. I understand what her goals are. Yep. And if I'm able to help, then that's what I'm there for. And if if you're a member and you're not this individual's coach or any individual's coach, this is extremely simple. Keep the mindset at all times that not everybody's goals are the same as mine. This individual might be a powerlifter too. I am a powerlifter, but I can promise you our goals aren't the same. No, no, they're not. So please don't step foot in there thinking that they are. The only thing that is the same is the fact that we want to get better. That is it. That's right, and we should be able to do that together. Together, no matter what the overall goal is for each individual or personal goal for each personal individual because being healthy and just overall fitness where your wife is in what she's doing in my wife and all other members, basically, there's more people in the gym, even in Chalk Zone Powerlifting, that are in there lifting to get healthy and just to be active than there is for strength. Yep, most definitely. And when you walk into the gym, whether you're a power lifter, whether you're somebody in there just to get healthy, realize that all of our goals aren't the exact same. So therefore, what we do is going to be different. It doesn't make it wrong. It's that simple. Yeah, and you know... When and looking at that, I mean, why I'll never understand, and I, and I'll take this. I'm gonna break this down for you, okay? I grew up in a very poor household, um, but you know, we would get say a box of oatmeal cream pie cookies. Mm-hmm. That's one of my most favorite things to eat. <coughs> and uh, I, can't do it. I can't do it. You know, and I and I look back, and there were there were times when my say older brother or my older sister where, you know, I would have, I would get one and it wouldn't be the very last one, but I would save mine mm-hmm. for the weekend. So I would get mine out. And as soon as I would open it, they would slap it out of my hand and stomp it on the ground. Now nobody gets it right. Mm-hmm. Because now it's run. I never want to make somebody feel that way. Yeah. If that makes sense in anything. I, I yeah. never want to take somebody down to that small and say it, what you're doing doesn't matter because it's not what I want you to do. Yeah. Or it's not what I'm doing. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like I said, I, br- I broke that down just to, if you could imagine that feeling of, say, a, a 10-year-old kid getting their cookie slapped out of their hand and stomped yeah. in the ground, to how we treat each other yeah. in every facet of life. The gym being, mm-hmm. you know, the focus here is saying, be there to help somebody. Yep. And if you got something rude to say, don't, don't say, say it. N- don't say it at all. 100%. And I don't care who it is. And... For instance, like there's some people, even at Chuck's, like we don't have that many of members, but there's still people who are uncomfortable around larger numbers of people. And my larger group of people is a different number than it is for somebody else. I'm comfortable around 100 plus people lifting because I'm going to focus on myself. But there are other people who are uncomfortable around three or four. That's right. And they, they want to go in there and focus on themselves. Yes. And it is easier to do that with no one else in there. Yes. And there is nothing wrong with an individual wanting to lift alone or with as little people as possible. And for someone to say, you need to get over that, makes me angry. Yep. 
and you know, um, kind of just biding the time for this and waiting for certain events to take place mm-hmm. before something is said. Oh yeah. Um, but things will be said, and and well, the lines will be will yeah. be set again, and say, hey, gonna have to this this environment. Yeah. You and I started this environment. Yeah. You know, and it's not gonna go this direction because Won't if it is, it. we're gonna cut ties. And we're going to keep this thing as what, how yeah. we see it, right? Yeah. And and you just won't get to be a part of it because you don't have to be. Yeah. And to show, to be public about this as much as possible, to show you how serious I am and even Justin is, to keep the environment what it is, I turned down a steel of a facility to move into town to more than double our size under one thought that we would lose the environment that we have created. Yeah. And to me, that's one of the, the biggest things. And, and we talked about that before the first gym was built. Yeah. You know, um, we realized when we stepped out of our comfort zone and made it to that first competition, when we stepped foot in that gym and we <laughs> like, looked whoa and we said this is what we're this wanting. is what we're wanting yeah. and it, and for anybody that doesn't understand we stepped into a realm of massive proportions yeah you know um at that i think even at the, that is probably probably the largest powerlifting gym that i know of well it it made an impression yeah. And, and when we looked and said, hey, we want to be able to listen to whatever music we want to listen to. Yep. Um, we want to be loud if yep. we want to be loud. Uh, if if somebody wants to slap somebody on the back, we're gonna it's going to happen. Yeah. You know what? If you're deadlifting and it makes noise when you put it back down, we're it's good okay. with it. We're good with you it. You know? Yeah. Um, and we said, if if... If it ever got to that point, that's that's where we wanted it to be. Yeah. And from day one, when when Zach built the building out here, that is what it has been. Yep. And no, what's on that stereo may not be exactly what, say, member A is wanting to listen to, mm-hmm. but I can tell you this: it beats country music out hands down. Hundred percent. You can't. I'm sorry. We can't listen to <clears throat> Billy Ray Cyrus, whatever, or Achy Breaky Heart, and blah 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 blah. And we can't listen to Uptown Funk You Up. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you know, Uptown Funk, you know, with Zumba class going on in the back. You cannot get mentally prepared. Now, I understand that some people say, well, you're just mentally weak. Maybe so. Maybe I'm just a powerlifting princess. But I don't want to hear that crap when I'm Well, listen, though. I don't have to have Metallica blaring in my (laughs) ear. No, I don't. You know, and I've worked out to some some really soft music before, and my brother would look at me and go, man, you're crazy. You know, Um but it to me, music gets me to a point that I need to be. Yeah. And we're, and it depends on day to day what kind of music that might be. You know, I listen to a lot of West Coast rap, old school mm-hmm. rap. You know, um, but there's some days where it's rock. Yeah. And there's some days where it. I'm gonna be honest with you. It might be Britney Spears. I'm just <laughs> gonna be honest with you. I mean, I, I listen to Frank Sinatra. Exactly, you know, or I, mean, I might put on the Greatest Showman yeah, soundtrack. Is, I'm sorry if anybody. I might lose my man card for this, but that is some of the, if not the best, movie I've ever seen. 
It's top three I've ever seen. And, and that's going against Bond movies. And I can jam that soundtrack. Yes. And and do a workout. Yep. And here's the thing. I can listen to My Way by Frank, Frank Sinatra and hit a deadlift PR. You know, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is the the environment. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying you're going to step in there and it's going to be cuss words every other word or anything like that. But realize that if I show up like yeah. today, Ryan had control of the stereo and he yeah. was like, dude, you can, you can have it. And I was like, dude, I, dude I'll jam to whatever you, yeah. you got going on, you know, because he's come to the gym mm-hmm. and I've had Tupac playing yeah. and he's like, I would have never thought that you would be in here listening yeah. to Tupac, <laughs> but you know, that music gets you into a position you should yeah. be in. I don't want to step into that realm and say, well, you've, you've been here for an hour already. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snatch stereo from you. Yeah, no. First nope. come, first serve. There we go, and we're going to keep it that yeah. way. I bet you this, though. I digress a little bit. I bet you in our gym atmosphere, the way we have it, that you could probably still get some good workouts in with some country music. I would say you're probably correct. Because the gym we're in at Hope, when you'd walk in there, every once in a while, there'd be certain members there. And it wouldn't matter what was on. And we were fired up. Yeah. But if those individuals weren't there, we paid attention to those details. And it's like, this is killing me. Yeah. And, you know, that and constantly being in trouble because, I'm sorry, you know, the 425 clanged when it went down and touched the floor where there was no deadlift platform. You know, and it's like. It's a. A mat down there. So what do you what, what else do you want? You know, there? and it, I'm not necessarily saying it was the gym employees, but there were people there. Yeah, the members there didn't um, understand. Like it was, you want to talk about judgmental? Oh yeah, like to, very to much its so. Finest. I, I had some individual try to tell me that you squat a lot, but you squat completely wrong. And I was like, hmm. I said, I know my my form's not perfect. I said, but can you please sit down and explain to me how it's completely wrong? He said, well, you need to be squatting as if you were sitting straight up and down in a chair. I said, come come, show me how to do that with the bar. He goes, well, I can't do it. I said, then how can you tell me that I'm squatting wrong? That's right. And that so speaking on the environment, though, yeah. right? We don't need that. No, we don't. You we know? definitely don't need that. Now, listen, if I'm a new guy and I don't know anything and I step into chalk zone powerlifting and I'm, and I'm moving something wrong, and I would say if Zach came to me mm-hmm. or if Robert came to me, if Ryan came to me, if Parker came to me yeah, and said, hey, let me show you something. Yeah. This may or may not help you. Okay. I'm going to listen. I'm going to pay attention. Yep. But if I don't know you yep. or if I know that you've been in the gym for three months now, yep. that's your total gym time, yep. that information's not going to hold any weight. Mm-hmm. And it could be seen as negative Yep. because, you know, there are people going to this to the gym who already have coaches and who have people who have been in the realm for mm-hmm. years yep. and have set programming for them. They know what they're doing. Yep. And right now I've got this exact thing going on talking about squat. Um, there's a, a newer member. She is very driven. Um, she's working really hard, but her squat, yeah. It needs some improvement. Um, I'm not saying anything for a while. I'm going to let her go on and see how well she can do on her own. She's not doing anything that's going to hurt herself. You know, it's just it's not what it should be. 
and there's room for a lot of improvement. I'm just letting her get extremely comfortable before like, hey, let's create a friendship. Let's be all, let's get comfortable around each other enough to where I can say, hey, do you mind if I show you some pointers? I could probably do that already, but I don't want that to be one of the first things that I teach yeah. them. And, and and I don't think people quite understand that. Um, people can squat high and it be right. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and that's something that that I've noticed with the people that I've I've helped. You yeah. know, and and speaking about my wife, I I I'm not going to start them at the bottom of the squat and work up. We're going to start at the top of the squat. Yeah. And we're going to work down because I can honestly say we're going to build that strength. Yeah, and then we maybe next week we're two inches lower. Yeah. And then maybe we work that for a couple of weeks yeah. because I'm seeing some stuff that we need to work on. And then we get a little more and a little more and a little more. And before you know it, now I've got somebody that is squatting correctly and they have the strength to support the weight. And so um, looking at that is, yeah, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with letting somebody get comfortable, especially for the environment where we're yeah. at, right? And saying, okay, now we're going to start looking at trying to get you in a better position because w one thing that we are sticklers about is form. Yep. And see, when people walk into Chalk Zone Powerlifting and they watch the core members lift, everybody says, oh, y'all lift very proficient. Y'all lift very well. Everything looks very technical. And we are known for that. They're getting close. They're picking up dinner. Okay. Um, I think they want to pick up your daughter. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And food, get a little bit of family reunion go again. <laughs> but um, they see the way we lift, and that intimidates them. And I wish it didn't. Yeah, and I don't understand that. I don't either. You know, to me, and some of the newer people have even, you know, they've asked, well, you know, if we come in here, you know, what are, what are we liable to see? And I was like, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, if you're gonna come in here and say on a Thursday, I'm deadlifting. Yeah. And I'll be a hundred percent honest with everybody. Some reason on deadlift days, I get stupid. And, <laughs> and sometimes I don't stick to exactly what the paper says, but you know, there's, there's liable to be times where you come in the gym where you'll notice the people in there are not making a lot of noise and they're focusing on the person who is mm -hmm. say in the mono lift or, yeah. you know, deadlifting or bench pressing for that matter of fact. Yeah. And they're paying attention and they're they're watching they're them. Observing. But it's because of what they're doing. And not that, okay, well, you know, let's say Zach pulls, you know, six hundred and fifty pounds for reps, you know, to me is a big thing. To Zach is like, Yeah, yeah. I'm you know, I'm 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 stronger than that. But <laughs> to these newer people though. It's mind blowing to them. And it, it's mind blowing to them, but I wish they would look at it from the aspect of, well, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and not intimidation. Because when I look at it, yeah. it's, man, that's awesome. Yeah. You and, know? and then I, immediately, of course, I tend to do it in reverse. I look at it as, okay, there's mechanical breakdown. And then I go, well, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Justin goes, bro, that's awesome. And he goes, did you feel anything wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and but that's our, our two different styles, yeah. right? I could go back and say my 500-pound axle deadlift, mm -hmm. axle bar deadlift, and I can say, I wanted that so bad, yeah. you know, and that's something I've been working at and I wanted it so bad and I hit it. But the whole time I was pulling that and it was moving, I felt a hundred billion things go wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, my left hip got it loose. It shifted weird. 
no idea where that came from. And I go back and watch the video and go, there it was right there, you know. But the first thing that was in my mind when it come up was, I got it. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it, you know. I'm going to tell you where it came from. You didn't get set right. You didn't wedge in. You just kind of basically conventional deadlifted it with a wide stance. Yeah, I got a bad habit of that. Yeah, most conventional pullers do. Um, And it's okay. You know, it's better than what it was, but it's not where it needs to be. Yep. And that's, if anybody can learn anything, it's, we might not be where we want to be, but we're not where we used to be. Exactly. And that, to me, is one of the best building blocks of the environment that we have here, yeah. Chalk Zone, is we're not where we where we were, mm-hmm. right? We're getting better one day at a time, and we're helping each other do that. I agree with that. So, and before closing here, a little bit of personal notes. So, like, people get to know us a little bit better. Um, what's your favorite food, if you had to choose? The last, if you were to be stranded on that, that island for the rest of your life and you had one thing to eat, and that's it. Pizza. Pizza. Like, on any kind of pe- pizza. Pizza. Oh, man. Um, what about you? Uh, well, it, that's tough for me because I would say pizza if I can't have a knife and fork. If I can't have a knife and fork. Because <laughs> I'm not one of those guys that don't care about staying clean or, you know, being proper when I eat. You know how I am. Yep. I, I want to be clean. Um, if I can have a knife and a fork, it's steak all day long. I do love steak, but I, I, I'll tell you this. I told Brandy this the other day because, you know, we've been on core team. We've been yeah. watching all these older movies. Every single ninja movie from the 90s, Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and those were the movies I watched growing up. You know, the three ninjas, yeah. those three boys wanted pizza. Yeah. Ninja Turtles, what did they eat? Pizza. pizza. So that's. Wait a minute. Um, The Goofy Movie Extreme. Yeah. Pizza. Pizza. And canned cheese. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, If if I can't have a knife and fork, it's definitely going to be pizza. But it can't be any pizza. It's got to be thin crust pizza. So here you go. I'm I got a, a question to help people get to know us better. Favorite musician. Favorite musician. Mm. I'm going to say Frank Sinatra. Um, I don't know all of his music, uh, but that voice, it's not a skilled voice. It was he did the best he could with what he had. And that's the reason why I like it, because I am an old soul. Um, outside of that, um, I don't think I've got one outside of that. If there's a, a name that pops up, like favorite musician, I would say that. It's Frank Sinatra. I've got a lot. Yeah. Like looking at it, you know, and I would say this, this is going to shock a lot of people because I made the country music yeah. reference earlier, you know, George Strait yeah. and Garth Brooks yeah. were my wife. A lot of, agrees. you know, growing up, that's what mom and dad listened to. So uh, I could go back right now and jam to real country music. I could go listen to the, the mid to early 90s country and before. Yep. I could listen to that. And then even maybe some of it in the 2000s. But it started taking a weird turn. <laughs> yes. That was not country music. It turned into like a, a pop country and things kind of like that. Kind of like, I liked punk rock <laughs> or pop rock, whatever they want to call it. And like I'll say this, stuff. I'll say this, Neil Diamond, yeah. uh, Sweet Caroline, that is yeah. my, my jam. Yeah. I get to watching the Red Sox and 
Sweet. Got to sing that at Fenway Park. That was pretty awesome. Is, yeah, I bet that was. That was like a dream come true for you. Yeah, me. that was that was awesome. Yeah. Um, shoot, man. Favorite video game of all time. It doesn't have to be certain platform, but out of all time of your entire life. Favorite video game of all time. You cannot say Call of Duty. I won't. You know what? This is going to be another shocker for everybody. Tetris. Tetris? That's like OG. Yeah. I still have the one for the regular Nintendo that says from love or with love from Russia uh-huh. when you first turn it on. Mine's Atari. Like the legit old time. T- what is the Atari? The little. Yeah, Pong. Yeah, Pong on Atari. That is my favorite one. And the only reason why I say that is because there I have a crap ton of really awesome memories at my Aunt Wanzell's of my cousins there with Craig and Steven and even my brother. Um, we have a crap ton of great memories in that middle bedroom on that soft springy bed <laughs> playing Tetri- uh, Atari on Pong on this 1980 black and white TV. Yep. <laughs> I remember playing Tetris. Mom and dad played Tetris and, you know, the older kids thought it was boring, but I always just thought it was interesting how the different shapes and everything fit together. Mm-hmm. And it, and I hate geometry, but I love Tetris. Ain't that something? So um, we had a question a couple weeks ago. Well, last week with Nate. Um, if strength sports wasn't a thing, what would you do? So I'm going to ask this. If video games wasn't ever invented, what do you think your number one hobby would be outside of lifting? Mm, that's tough. That's well. That's a tough question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I might have gotten into more into vehicles. Yeah, I would say. I, um, I kind of. I mean, I love my truck, uh, but I I do like sports cars and stuff like that. So I might have gotten more into the automotive stuff yeah. uh, if it wasn't for that side of technology. If it mm-hmm. had never been invented, then I would say that'd probably be where I ended up. Probably you know, Fast and the Furious style. Yeah. Little pop, 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 pop going I'd, on. I'd be into that. I'd probably be playing, of course, you'd be, you'd replace powerlifting with video games for me. Um, It would probably be cars or, you know, I would honestly probably still be playing golf because I got ate up with golf. And I can't, to be honest, as obsessed. I was so obsessed with it. I can't believe that I got into powerlifting and it just completely consumed me over that. And it was insane, like, I was like, look, I make nothing from powerlifting. Yep. I made a crap ton of money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking a crap ton of money. I mean, it wasn't nothing to go to a tournament and pay $100 per person to go play in it and come back with $1,000. You know, I like golf. I played a lot of golf growing up. Mm -hmm. I was never really good at it. But there was one facet of that game that I got extremely, extremely good at, yeah. and that's putting. You do get good at putting. I, I learned how to read a green, uh-huh. and my dad would get so aggravated because, you know, I would be in the woods or in the water, or, you know, it might take me 20 strokes to get to the green. <laughs> he'd be tired of chasing my balls all over the place. But he'd get on that green, and he'd five or six putt, Yeah, and I'd two putt him. Yeah. <laughs> and he would just sit there and stare at me. It's like, you know what? If if there's one thing I can do, I can I can put a golf ball. Yeah. But you know, my putting sucked unless it was a really fast green. And I, that, but I do love 
I do love playing golf. Yeah. And it's something, I mean, you just get out there and you just, it's just, it's relaxing, honestly. Yeah. Oh, it is. If with me, I'm the same way. It's very relaxing, but you know how I am. I turn that perfectionist on and it's like, oh, I've got to be the best I can be at it. It's like when I decided I wasn't trying to be some professional golfer or semi-pro golfer, I had a lot of fun. Like I even played a few amateur tour events and I placed very well and made some money and did some things like that. And it was fun, but it wasn't for me. Like it was not good for my health. <laughs> so here's, here's another question. Favorite candy. Gummy. Gummy. I'm hundred percent on board yeah, with that. Gummy, gummy candy. Gummy candy. Um, Shoot here. Outside of your energy drinks, your favorite drink. Outside of my energy drinks, my favorite drink. Man, I'd have to say just a regular Coca-Cola. Like I'm, fountain Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's got to be fountain. I'm yeah. the same way. The OG Coca-Cola. Yeah. Nothing else. Yep. If, you, if you're on a lake, what meal are you going to want? If I'm on a lake? Like if you're like on a boat skiing or something. Ooh. Man, a good old just sandwich and, sandwich some, and, and some chips, yeah. man. <laughs> any type of it, fishing, skiing, wakeboarding, any of that stuff. If you can give me a Coke, yeah, a sandwich and some chips. Man, we're set. Uh-huh. Favorite movie? Favorite movie. Oh, man. I saw, a, brother, I've seen, seen a, a lot of movies. I would have to say my f- most favorite of all time movies is Iron Man 1. I because can see that. It, it, it kick-started very, very, very the whole well. Marvel thing. Yeah. And that very first Iron Man movie, just looking back going, well, they knocked it out of the park with that yeah, one. I think they can still, even today, make a twist off and bring him back. Oh, yeah. I can. I think they could. Uh, mine, uh, I'm about to do two. Um, the Godfather, any of those. Yep. Um, and Casino Royale was the very first James Bond movie that Daniel Craig performed in. And I'm sorry for all you OG Bond fans, but Daniel Craig fits that character better than any other Bond, period. The other ones were great, and they're the OGs. But they did not have the bad boy, I'm a spy, and a ladies' man look like Daniel Craig. Yeah. And I I, I love the fact that he loves James Bond. (laughs) <laughs> but that was not something that was that was watched a lot, you know, with, yeah. with me growing up. We watched a lot of detective shows, yeah. some old school like SWAT. Yeah. SWAT is probably, you know, looking back, the well, I think it was in the 70s, they had a TV show that only lasted, I think, one season because of how graphic and everything yeah. it was. But uh, they recreated that movie with mm-hmm. Colin Farrell and Samuel L. Jackson. Love that movie. And now they've got a new show on. Uh, I think it might be CBS, but it's got Shamar Moore from CSI mm-hmm. or not CSI Criminal Minds. Yeah, and it's it's SWAT, and that I don't know what it is about a SWAT team and how they yeah. operate. I find that so fascinating. It reminds you of Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to pick one current TV show, not like a Netflix one, but a current TV show, what would be your favorite? Man, I I mean, like TV show. I I mean I might have to say SWAT because I think that's probably the only, the only current current one okay. like actual TV show that that I watch. Yeah. Um, mine would have to. There's two. Um, it's a million little things and the Good Doctor. 
there's some really good actors in both those shows. And the storylines are very well. Um, the Good Doctor kind of went down that COVID rabbit hole for a little bit since 2020. Um, I'm glad they stopped it because it was getting annoying. <laughs> That's one of the things I wish people would stop doing on TV. Yeah, you know, there's, there's to me, they could touch on it or do an episode or mm-hmm. two, and then, you know, life goes on. Yeah. You know, life goes on for us. Yeah. I just got over it. I'm not yeah. going to dwell on it. I got to keep going. Yeah. You know? And to be honest, for a few minutes, I want to talk about it. Um, the concern over COVID is necessary, but the panic isn't. Oh, I agree. I don't think there should be a panic. And, and listen, I know this thing affects people in a million different ways. My yeah. wife bounced back big time. I'm still, yeah. you know, feeling the effects of it. But it's, to me, we need to be concerned. And we need to be concerned about each other. But it's not something where we all got to run out and just panic by everything like I a blizzard is coming. Yeah. And know? look, if you're somebody who's a pro masker and you see somebody not wearing a mask, mind your business. Yeah, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Because for here's this, to be honest, this might trigger everybody. Masks don't work. Justin and I both know this for a fact. You want <laughs> to control spread of any type of virus like that, you need a full respirator face mask, not some cloth over your mouth. So I'm going to tell you, they do not work. They may prevent, but they do not work. Because if they did work, people, like the the increase in COVID would have not have happened. Exactly. And I understand not everybody's wearing the masks and doing what they're supposed to do, but there is a lot who are. And anybody knows that the data would have shown this already. And there are doctors and scientists who've come out and said this publicly. They don't work. It's just a safety measure that I do believe is an overplay of the government. Oh, I agree. And, you know, to me, I see it on the same grounds of I'm not going to be told what I can and can't wear. That's right. 100%. And, And, you know, a lot of people may not agree with that, but. I don't need somebody telling me what I can and can't wear. I also don't need somebody telling me how to raise my kids right. or how to run my household. That's right. Um, we have a Bible for that. Yeah. You know, God God is taking care of that, and he, he instructs daily. Yep. And I'm I'm to the point now to where and I really don't care what, what man has to say about yep. anything that's going on. Yep. Uh, for example, presidential election. This country got the person that God put there, yep. and he's there for a reason. Yep. And we may not agree with everything, but guess what? He's still our president. There you go. I, I, look, I, I'll say it. I didn't vote for him, but guess what? I didn't like Trump either. Sorry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they weren't good people. Like, I understand there's some people that love Trump and this and that. I get it. But from a Christian standpoint, you can't you, you, you can't match his values with the Bible. No. You could pick and choose, but you couldn't match it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to say it's multiple choice, you have to do it. It's different. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't we live to. in a free country. I don't have to. I don't have to support him. There you go. There were other candidates that I would have rather supported. Yep. And, you know, I liked Ben Carson. He oh, was yeah. smart, intelligent, and he wasn't one of these, he wasn't nasty up there. He wasn't rude. He wasn't a child. He was very smart. He was educated and methodical, but they didn't like that. Yep. I think he would have been, overall, out of everybody the in the past elections, I think Dr. Ben Carson was, yes. was my pick. I agree. And, you know, of course, you know, you and I never, race is never a factor for us nope. on anything. And, 
and and it sucks that you know people use that as a card for so many things but it's you know it's kind of the world that we've started to grew up in i guess but well man we're getting to about an hour and 30 man yep i think the the ladies are getting close with food oh man food well uh how's things going to twitch let us know about that before you, you so we've hit uh i believe 100 plus followers oh yeah we're i want to say today maybe 112 we're at 112 yeah. followers um, so that's kind of blown up. I looked at the, your increase rate is, oh, it's crazy from like January the 9th to February the 7th is what I pulled up the other day, 65 followers. So that's a massive increase in what it was. Oh yeah. Influxes. You know, and I've only been doing this say f- five months now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually looking at, you know, making a little bit of money here, which is going to go back to the community. We are going to do a giveaway. Mm-hmm. And I've already purchased everything for the giveaway, but uh, you know more to, more on that is coming. Yeah. Um, but just to be able to have a community and people that are that I don't know yeah. that are helping and supporting um, is amazing. Uh, once again, that's JBM Patch on Twitch, and you see me there. I'm streaming Call of Duty right yeah. now. That's that's my game that I play. Um, or JBM Patch on Instagram. That's where I do most of my lifting videos. Um, Justin Myers on Facebook uh, is where I do a lot of my ministry. And then Twitter is where I cross post all of my gameplay clips from Twitch. Um, And one thing I I make sure that I do before I I get off of every stream is to remind everybody to love thy neighbor, to help each other, and to support each other. I like it. Um, I'm going to try not to forget anything on this one again. Um, Again, Reminder to everybody that WRPF is coming to Arkansas. Um, March 6th, it's coming up. Um, the Flex Gym Power Classic is coming up very fast. And remember, the deadline to sign up for this meet is February 19th. No exceptions. None. Um, again, people that can't read and follow directions, you have got to buy a Federation f- membership. It's only $25 that covers insurance and all that kind of stuff, drug tests and all that kind of stuff. And that allows meat directors to freely control the entry fees of the meat as long as the competitors pay for a federation membership. That is all they ask. And that $25 membership lasts a full year. That is extremely cheap. People spend that on all kinds of crap. Um, if you have any questions regarding that, please reach out to me on my email at zachfant18 at gmail.com. That is Z-A-C-H-F-A-N-T-1-8 at gmail.com. If you've got any questions regarding uh, strength and conditioning coaching or pro- online programming, please contact me. I do have uh, online programming and coaching services that I do provide. I do not do a lot of advertising for it. Um. If you want to ask us questions about the gym or anything like that, you can still reach me at my Gmail. You can contact me on ZachFant18 at, on Instagram. That is where I do most of my posting regarding Subject Zero and my lifting and about the gym. I am going to venture off into doing more educational stuff per um, things with working with Subject Zero. I want to thank, again, I want to thank Tony Montgomery for the opportunity to be part of that group. Um, it's a small group and it's a, um, it's a small company, and again, I'm sorry for my dogs. Um, it's a great organization to be a part of, well, company to be a part of. And if you want to buy some of the best 
supplements that are ethically dosed, quote unquote from Tony, and scientifically based and backed with results, uh, supplements, you can use Fant 10 for 10% off on any of those. I love their nootropic and I love their intra workout and I do like their stem free uh, pre-workout augment. Um, if you want to add some caffeine to it, that's great. But if you don't and you train in the evening, it's even fantastic. If you want a crazy, really good pump, try it. You'll love it. <clears throat> and that is about it. If you've got any questions, again, you can reach out to me on my email. You can reach me on my Instagram. And I thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoy. <laughs>